0: Hello and welcome to Not So Molly Mormon podcast.
1: Welcome, welcome Sabbath morning. It literally <laughs> no. is Sabbath morning for Katie, not it me. It is. But. I would
0: definitely, if I was still Mormon, I would most likely be in church right now. Yep. And Which, I
1: would have been finishing up my Sabbath day.
0: You would have, oh no. Oh, <laughs> that's a nightmare. <laughs> It is. We got our weekends back. Uh,
1: you know, we really don't ever record on a Sunday, so that was apt. That was perfect. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> I mean, I was thinking about it before, like, when was the last time we recorded on Sunday? We we often do the weekends recently because our schedules are just, mostly it's mine. Let's be honest, it's my schedule. It's fucking wacko, and so we usually have to schedule something on a weekend, but normally it's Saturday, not a Sunday. Yeah. Yeah, exactly. Oh. So this is a special, special recording. A special treaty. <laughs> um, and, oh, go
0: ahead. I was just going to tell listeners um, I have some construction workers working in my backyard right now. So sorry if you hear noises uh, out of my control, but I'm doing my best. I'm in the furthest room of the house, and uh, hopefully it's not distracting. I don't hear it right now, so I think we're good.
1: <laughs> I don't hear anything, but also we do the best we can with this free. Podcast, so Ooh, yes. I'm gonna say that now, and <laughs> a heads up as well. My voice is still a bit croaky. I had a cold, and I might be coughing in the middle of this episode. So brace yourself. It's oh, been before, but we were gonna record earlier
0: in the week, and Sarah sent me a voice memo, and you <laughs> sounded. Oh. I'm so sorry, but you sounded so rough. I was like. You could hear the snot and like, every Uh, few words. She was coughing, and her nose was all
1: congested. I was like, oh, honey, no. It was so bad. It was one of those annoying ones where I didn't actually, like, I didn't feel bad, as in, like, I wasn't achy or anything. It was just, like, every time I went to talk, I would just start coughing uncontrollably, and I was at work, and it was just like those days where you can't miss it, even though I was like, I really need to miss, <laughs> like, I need to not be talking. Um, and then every time I talked, it just got worse, and then my nose was just, like, snotty and nasty. It was disgusting. So fun times. That's why we're recording on a Sunday and not our nose. <laughs> well, um, you, you, you know. sound a
0: lot better now, and yes. I'm glad you're, you're doing better.
1: <laughs> Thanks. It's not a lot better, but I probably will start coughing mid, mid-episode, mid so bear bear with me, everyone um and also my husband will probably walk through the door at some point because normally I would record in our office um but we're trying it out you guys we're switching things up we're gonna see how this works and um go from there, there experimentation go. yes experimentation um, And <laughs> how's your week been Katie
0: it has been really good it's right before Christmas here in Phoenix which is the ultimate time to be in Phoenix it's the most beautiful weather ever and I've you know it's just been getting things ready for the holidays and how's your week been I know that you this is your first time decorating like with all your own stuff in
1: your house yeah for the holidays yeah oh it's it's good you know like we just haven't haven't had any any time to really like invest but this week I was like you know what like yesterday Rory took a nap and I was like you know we have about a thousand other things we could be doing in this two hours but I just want to decorate our Christmas tree and like get our decorations all sorted and wrap some presents so my little my little Christmas well it's not little it's a big Christmas tree is lit in the background right now it's nice and cozy and we're building, you know, like as Katie and I were chatting, it's not something you can, I mean, you can, but it's nice to have ornaments that you build throughout the years and like every year to collect some. And so this is our first time like collecting and having ornaments, which is fun because it'll Aww. be fun to build every year. And yeah, it's cozy. It's cute. Rory loves it. Every time he walks in, he's like, ah, and he points to the tree. Oh, cute. Um, which is adorable. But yeah, good week. Um, I started back therapy, you guys. Mmm. Nice uh, good. This is my first session I've had since I think the first year we recorded. So that I guess it's been like five five weeks wow. since last Wow. Year. I was like deep in therapy, so I had my first session. And my therapist has also helped other patients who were ex Mormon. <gasps> cool. No, yeah, which is really cool. Didn't expect that in the UK, but that's that's what she's uh, oh, nice. specialized in, but um, yeah. So I'm excited, looking forward to that, digging, digging deeper, and um, getting all those things that have been pushed way deep down, and uh, yeah. i mm-hmm. I'm I'm really happy
0: you found someone who knows how to work with someone who's ex because we hear a lot that it's difficult to find someone who understands as even mm-hmm. just an ex-religious person, right? But oftentimes you go to a therapist and maybe they're religious or, or or maybe they just don't know anything about Mormonism and so you feel like they don't really get what you're saying. They don't really pick up what you're putting down. So I'm glad you found someone that, that will yeah. hopefully do some great work with
1: you. Exactly that, because I think the therapist I had last time, he was really great, but he just didn't get it. Like he didn't get the ex-Mormon aspect, so it kind of felt... Like I spent a lot of time trying to explain it. Yes. Whereas, um, this woman, um, or this therapist, she, um, we just had our initial consultation. Like, oh, let's chat about everything because you know you fill out a form. And did I fill out a form? It was packed with stuff. And she was like, "Whoa, there's a lot happening." And I was like, "Oh, it is Elaine. It is." You're it is like, "It sure is." I. <laughs> I have a podcast over
0: 200 episodes deep about things I could talk yeah. about. <laughs>
1: well, I think it was just like this poor woman, you know, I'm going into everything. I'm like, new mom. Then there's work. And then there's this. And then there's, there's that. So there's so much. And then I was like, and then you have this really big layer on top, which is like the religious trauma. So that's all in there. Blah, blah. Anyways, but she she's... um. Uh, Irish and so she's dealt with oh. like Catholicism and all that kind of stuff so it's quite interesting anyways side note, Tangent, I know we get a lot of messages from people to say get, shut the fuck up and go on with the topic but I think it's important to talk about therapy and talk about it is stuff right? It
0: is yeah mm-hmm. because after all we are just two humans getting by, doing our best and okay. I like adding that that layer of humanity to it you know Agreed. I'm here, I'm, it. It. <laughs> I'm here for it. for it. That's why we well, do what we do. Yes.
1: Uh, yeah. I have the episode this week, you guys.
0: I know. I was just going to say, you guys, Sarah prepared the episode today, so I am going in blind. I, and it feels so weird when I just... All I have to do is open my computer and call her on Skype, and I'm like, wait, but where's my notes? Where's the...
1: <laughs> uh, <laughs> and I'm like, oh, I don't know what's going to happen, but I'm, I'm thrilled. Oh, can't wait. Oh. This one... I'm, I think it's great. Okay, so the background context of this, I'm in the ex-Mormon, I think Katie, you're in the same one, ex-Mormon Facebook group, and mm-hmm. and so it, when it pops up on my feed, most of the time I'm like, ah, uh, don't care, don't care, don't care, and then this <laughs> one popped up, <laughs> that sounds really hot, I don't care. <laughs> it's just like, ah, oh, not interesting, not yeah, interesting, yeah. Um, and then this one popped up, and it was just a screenshot of um, an article in the Salt Lake Tribune which I can't access that because I live in the UK. So it always blocks me. And my VPN. I just, it hasn't, haven't sorted it out. That's on me. So I never can really read. I can just see like glimpses or like um, meta descriptions for Salt Lake Tribune, but never the actual article. Uh And someone took an actual screenshot and it says, The Oath, a testosterone-fueled film about warrior prophet Moroni.
0: Oh my God, Sarah. (laughs) I cannot tell you how thrilled I am that you're talking about this because I saw this same thing and I even went searching to see if I could watch this somewhere because I was so intrigued, but I don't really know anything about it because I I couldn't find that much about it and I was kind of in a hurry. So this is exquisite. I am thrilled.
1: I cannot wait to learn more. You guys, <laughs> it, it, and it's like when I saw it, I thought this had to be um, fake news or a spoof or like you know, satire. Like a, yeah, <laughs> I just thought like ex Mormon community, like someone made it to be funny, right? And it's not actually an ex Mormon movie that's going to be shown in cinemas. And like you can get a ticket on Fandango type shit. <laughs> I forgot yeah.
0: about Fandango. Fandango. Um, okay, so this um, for I guess for listeners who are, have never been Mormon, this is a film made by a Mormon, correct? Yeah, so I'm going to get all into Okay, it. good. And, I, and and Moroni is a character in the Book of Mormon.
1: Yeah. <laughs> okay, so this is this is a movie. This is not just like a um an indie movie that doesn't make it to the movie theaters or the cinema or it, like this is an actual movie that has what I think quite a big I mean, he's not a huge Hollywood actor anymore, but he's known. Like if you see him, you're mm. like, "Ah, that's the guy from Titanic. That's the horrible fiance who Kate Winslet was in, or was like with, <laughs> and then leaves.
0: And he's in this Mormon and he's movie.
1: The star in this
0: movie, so How? Billy Zane. How? It's his name. That's the guy. What's his name?
1: Billy Zane. Oh, that's right. Okay, yes. Uh huh. Yes. Yeah, so he is the main actor, which is crazy. And then there's also the woman, Eugene. Uh, sorry, Eugene Brave. Okay. Rock, I think, is her name. Eugene Brave Rock. She's in Wonder Woman. So these are, like, oh. pretty... I mean, they're not, Ma- they're not A-list actors, but they're, like, B-list actors. But, but they're, like, like those, big films.
0: Yeah, like, those Mormon movies we all watched growing up that were, like, B-list movies. Yeah. <laughs> they didn't have any actors that you ever knew. <laughs> it's not that.
1: No, no, no. This is, like, legit. You recognize, you're like, how did they go... How, how do they end up <laughs> in this film, right? Like, it was a bit like, oh, they must not be doing well in their career that they're in a Mormon movie. So...
0: <laughs> it makes you wonder what the budget for this movie was and, like, where it came from. And, oh, my God, just making a movie about Moroni alone, I am... <laughs> it's...
1: It's wild. So I'm going to give a little – so I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to touch on some of the points in the Salt Lake Tribune because I actually think it's really great. And then there's this other article I want to look into as well. But so the way they present it is a testosterone-fueled film about Warrior Prophet Merle and Raleigh. So already not great, right? Okay, um, wait, a testosterone-fueled yeah. <laughs> I'm dead. It's so bad. <laughs> And again, like I honestly thought that this can't be real, and it is real. Like IMDb, all the shit, trailers on it. I mean, it's out. People, it's already rating. It's and it's and there. is
0: this available to watch in
1: theaters? Yeah, you can go to the the movie theater. I that don't know is, if it's wow. still out, but that's what I mean. Fandango. Like I was looking at it, and you could buy a <laughs> ticket to watch it like a movie theater. Whoa! Wow. Yes, yeah, so this isn't again. This is not like an indie movie. Like it's showing in certain theaters in the U.S. <laughs> it's not just like in Provo. It's like who wants, to, who wants
0: to go to this with me? Because I, mean, I want to go see it.
1: <laughs> please do. I mean, it's it's wild. Okay, so. The film begins with a moody shot of a tree-canopied shoreline, then, quote, legend tells of an ancient grudge. Oh, okay. (laughs) Um, And then what follows is a 100-plus-minute romance between the Nephite warrior prophet Moroni of Book of Mormon fame and a woman played by part Choctaw actress Nora Dell from an enemy group known as the Lamanites. Written and directed by the Latter day Saint actor Darren Scott, who stars as the film's hero, the oath will hit more than six hundred and fifty theaters na- nationwide December eighth. Oh so yeah, it's out now then. So six hundred and fifty theaters nationwide December eighth.
0: And oh my god. And the director is Mormon and is he Mormon. plays and he it's plays the hero. Is the hero Moroni? Yeah. So he plays Moroni. Is he white? Yep. Because is a fight, I guess. Yep. Oh, we'll get into it. There's. Oh, sorry, I'm getting
1: ahead of myself, but holy there. shit. Okay. <laughs> yep. It's great. Okay. So, quote, for Scott, the project, more than a decade in the making, represents a calling straight from the Almighty One that demanded nearly everything, including at one point his house from him. <gasps> Yikes. Uh, for some scholars of the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints, however, the resulting story is a mashup of modern conservative politics and tired stereotypes about Native Americans. The oh, outcome no. isn't just a predictable ending they warn, but a perpetuation of racist tropes.
0: Oh well, yeah, that's that comes as no surprise. Maybe I don't want to see this. <laughs>
1: I mean, I don't, but I do just want to be like, I do want to watch it to be like, this is what they believe, and they've just made it into a Hollywood film. like, Yeah, there go. This and is-
0: there's like a romance between a Lamanite and a Nephite and uh-huh. filled with that racist bullshit. Oh, man. Uh-huh. Well, yeah, and I mean, you're you're totally right that we get the argument often that Uh, um, people say, no, the Lamanites weren't cursed. They didn't weren't cursed with dark skin. We're like, first of all, it says so in your scripture and there's modern day Mormons making movies about it.
1: So Mm -hmm. (laughs) exactly. Mm -hmm. Um, Okay. So the next section in this article, Oh, sorry. I need to give more reference. So the article, we already said the title of it. It's in the Salt Lake Tribune and it's by Tamara Kinsley. Okay. give a shout out and credit um scott's original plans for a movie about the book of mormon the utah um base faith's foundational scripture didn't include the sorry my article is like really blurred because i had to do a screenshot something cast and story of the oath instead the actor whose career has included minor roles in yellowstone this guy was in Yellowstone, um, and the Oscar-nominated 127 Hours set out 13 years ago to create a sweeping war epic based on the character Captain Moroni found in the middle of the Book of Mormon. In the <laughs> years since, he has spent more than nine long oh yeah no he spent more than one long night on his knees begging God for the resources and help to make the movie <sighs> he felt compelled, even divinely mandated to tell.
0: Divinely mandated? Oh sorry, you're delusional. But also that this is what celestial Jesus will spend his time doing is helping a man make a racist film depicting the Book of Mormon instead of curing cancer or helping people in need around
1: the world. No. This is what he'll spend his time doing. It's so wild. And he (sighs) quote there were many times he said that the project tested my family and me to the limits. He occasionally considered giving up, but the gnawing sense that he had been personally chosen by God to do this work kept him from quitting. Ew. Yeah. Can you just knock it down a few notches, yeah. man? I mean, like, imagine being married to this guy. and he, I can't. He, apparently he's, it says to get by, he sold real estate, including his own house to help fund the project.
0: I cannot imagine. I cannot um, imagine. Like, and just that it's it's gross to me that he's saying, I've been divinely
1: called by God to make a movie. Really? Oh, it's like, again, if if there is a God and if there's a celestial Jesus, the fact that he's like, you know what? I'm not going to help solve some big world problems, but I will help you raise some money to <laughs> film this movie, which is racist and problematic and and based
0: on a fake story created <laughs> by a con man. <laughs> yeah.
1: Yeah. Exactly. So I'll get into the plot later, but I because that's from a different um article. But then it says, okay, so another section is called Curses, Lamanites, and Brownface. Oh, no. Yeah. Yeah. So... The Book of Mormon represents, quote, difficult source material for anyone trying to adapt it to the silver screen, said Randy Astle, I believe his name, a scholar of Latter-day Saint films, largely due to the text's problematic treatment of race. Mm -hmm. A controversial passage portrays God cursing the Lamanites with dark skin as a result of their wickedness. For years the volumes introduction taught that Native Americans could trace their lineage back to this group. Now yep. it simply states that Lamanites are among the among the ancestors of the American Indians. Yeah, they like they changed it to say that they're just among the ancestors,
0: not the uh, primary ancestors, but they're still wrong. Exactly. <laughs> they're so, still wrong. Native American people did not come from Jerusalem.
1: Exactly. Um, According to Astle, I think, so this is the scholar, the LDS scholar, previous attempts at telling the Book of Mormon through cinema have floundered on their treatment of race. He said the Testaments of One Fold and One Shepherd, a 2000 film produced by the church, actually put its white actors in brown face.
0: I remember this.
1: Uh Uh-huh. Yep. Oh,
0: I remember that.
1: (coughs) Excuse me. For his film... Scott hired Native American actors, including Eugene Brave Rock of Wonder Woman, um, to play Lamanites in Reign of Judges and in The Oath. Brave Rock, who is Blackfoot from the blood tribe of— I don't want to butcher it, so I'm not going to. It's a lovely, long name that starts with an S, but I don't want to butcher it— said that before he agreed to the projects, he asked some family members who happened to be Latter-day Saints whether they thought he should take on the work. But they told me, he said— to pray about it.
0: Oh, well, that's the answer to everything. Yep. Yeah. So, yeah, I mean. I, I I understand that actors need work and all that. And, like, that's, if you're, you know, the Native people in this film, that's their prerogative to oh, choose. Yeah, yeah. But I just can't, I can't imagine. And, of course, I could never put myself in that position. But. I just can't imagine acting in a film that portrays you as cursed because of your skin color. I don't know, but again, I'm a white girl living in a privileged life, so that's not really for me to say or judge on. <laughs>
1: but throwing it, it just out there. <laughs> same. I mean, same. You know what? I'm not judging on it. I just think, yeah,
0: it's yeah. just rough.
1: It's uh, it's rough. It's rough because what do you do? What do you do? It's like. This is an opportunity to get the work and everything right. you need. And then it's, but then I'm you have this that they like.
0: they got paid at least. Like,
1: <laughs> I mean, I would hope, I hope they got paid early and enough. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. That's all I'm going to, yeah. Yeah. Um, another title in this article, which I thought was hilarious, was Moroni meets Donald Trump. And I was like, what are they talking about? <laughs> and then I completely forgot that in the Jan 6 protest at the U.S. Capitol. There was the Book of Mormon, like, commander, character guy, whatever, who made, like, a lot of appearances on TV. Yes, he, he was, he dressed was, up he as Captain, Captain Moroni. Wolfheimer.
0: Yeah. Yeah. <gasps> I forgot about that, too. How could I have forgotten? Yeah.
1: Exactly. So, this, <laughs> this guy, Captain Moroni, is getting all kind of um, rep and uh, credit over here. <laughs> <laughs> that, that <laughs> he's he's the, such an
0: alpha male, Sarah. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Moroni, the alpha male who does alpha shit. <laughs> I mean, alpha shiz. Sorry. Shiz.
1: <laughs> um, okay, so that's that article. If you guys look, at, I mean, I would suggest looking it up and then correcting me because, like I said, I only had a screenshot of this article mm-hmm. and it's, some of the wording was a bit blurry. So if you're like, "What was she saying?" Okay, read it yourselves. But the gist is there.
0: Yeah, um, I got, I got it. I got okay,
1: you saying. got it. But if you yeah. want to read the whole thing, definitely check it out. Salt Lake Tribune, read it. Great. Um, I am switching to an article I can actually read because I can okay. access it. Um, it is from WeAreMovieGeeks.com and it's a review of the movie. So oh. it's a review okay. by Kate Marquis, and this okay. was written December eighth, twenty twenty three. So just you know, like last week or week before. Mm-hmm. Um. Okay, so this is kind of like the background of what the actual movie is about, which I think is interesting Um, (laughs) and just awful at the same time. Okay, so a historic drama about the descendants of two brothers from Egypt battling for control in North America. (laughs) Yeah, (laughs) based on a true story. (laughs) Based on a true story. um, It says... It sounds like the premise of an imaginative, imaginative action film, but The Oath is not really an action film. Its only action sequence comes very late in the film. But it a romance, heroic drama based in Mormon, more properly the Church of Jesus Christ Latter-day Saints belief. By writer, director, star Darren Scott. Scott stars in and directs The Oath and co-wrote the script with Michelle Scott. The Oath joins a long cinematic tradition of religious movies, a genre that has existed since the beginning of movies, and includes films like Bill H- Ben-Hur. Like all cinematic retelling of religious stories, the greatest appeal is for members of that particular faith. But The Oath seems like it might be aimed to a more general audience, <laughs> with ads suggesting it is an action epic set in a long time ago that do not mention its source material. However... <laughs> not an an epic, but a slow, drawn out romance drama with little action near the end.
0: Oh boy! Oh, <laughs> um, s- sign me up for that slow <laughs> that slow Book of Mormon drama. I um, love love
1: scenes. <laughs> it's so bad. I can't wait. Okay, um, set in North America in the 400s A.D., The Oath tells the story of Moroni, the last remaining member of Nephites. After the millennial long battle with the Lamanites.
0: Okay, I just have to pause. Imagine being a non-Mormon and watching this and being, like, so confused. Like, what are Nephites? Like, exactly. what is
1: I don't, is this a fantasy world? <laughs> Imagine going to the movie. Imagine, like, your friend is like, hey, let's go to the movies on Friday night. And you look and there's, like, nothing showing but the show called The Oath. And you're like... It says a historical drama, why not? Let's go check it out. It's kind of like Gladiator, right? And then you right, show up. Right, that's what you imagine. <laughs> and then you're like, who? what is this? this? Is a historical drama on what context? Who the fuck are the Lamanites and yeah. Nephites? I've never heard yeah. of this.
0: This, and this doesn't fit into history anywhere.
1: <laughs> it's really not historical at all. And then you find out it's a Mormon movie, and you're like, oh, so it's not actually historical, but they're trying to make it like a historical drama. It's but a fantasy, it's also an imaginary book that's not real.
0: Oh, uh, I need I need Greg to watch this. I need
1: it badly because he's so
0: into history. He would just be like, "This is ridiculous."
1: <laughs> no, I'm not, I, really, I refuse. <laughs> I really, I mean, honestly, maybe this is date night. This is date night. <laughs> Get watching, that yeah, popcorn. Get <laughs> the popcorn. I mean, I think it's only nationwide though, which is so depressing. Maybe yeah. I can find it online. I'm sure there's somewhere i can go and like buy it but i also don't want to pay for it
0: that's the thing is i don't want to give my money to it
1: so i'm conflicted yeah, I'm conflicted. <laughs> yeah. Okay. um where was i yes okay so the oath bills itself as a historic epic but it's actually more a mormon one <laughs> Based on the story of Moroni, who, according to Mormon LDS beliefs, was the ancient prophet who protected and buried the gold plates that were discovered by <laughs> Joseph Smith, and that he translated into the Book of Mormon.
0: <laughs> they <laughs> depict they have like that that um, painting of Moroni with the golden plates, and he's like so fucking ripped and it's like well yeah he had to carry all those gold plates all over the continent and then he found this specific place in new york to bury them and then he came back as an angel and told joseph smith where they was but don't worry he was still ripped as an angel he was fucking yoked
1: (laughs) it's just so bad i cannot believe I can't believe, A, this person like Darren Scott or whatever got the funding for. It. I mean, I know God inspired him and that's how I get money. But <laughs> it's also just like where in Hollywood were they like, okay, let's give this guy a break. Let's let's I go. Know. Let's do it. And I then know. the actors, like Billy Zane, what were you doing? What were you thinking?
0: Right? Like, that blows my mind. It I mean, must have been a decent payout, I suppose, because Ari's couldn't find work elsewhere I don't know I'm confused. I don't know Like thing,
1: that's why I thought it was fake I thought it was fake because when I saw the article and the imagery like the imagery with it and that it had Billy Zane I was like this can't be real then because this must have been taken from another movie that he's created and they just like put it in this article to be funny like a spoof and then I clicked on it and was like, nope, I clicked his IMBD, <laughs> and it was like his last movie was The Oath. And you're like, like what? What? Yeah. Um, okay, so I'm going to skip through some of it and come now to the opening, so like more of the premise of the movie. So The Oath opens with title cards giving us the story's background about a millennial long conflict between the Nephites and the Lamanites <laughs> and the descendants of two brothers, the sons of Joseph of Egypt, who had traveled to North America and formed a partnership with the North Americans there. At the point the story starts, the Nephites have been reduced to one surviving member, Moroni, who is star or like played or cast um, by Darren Scott, who is the writer and director. So he's yeah. like not only am I going to write and direct this because God inspired me, but also I want to be the main actor. Also,
0: it. I'm going to be Moroni. I'm going to be Moroni. <laughs> and not so. just for Halloween.
1: <laughs> not just for my day-to-day life. Um, wearing <laughs> cape. I'm going to do it. Um, so, Moroni, a fugitive who lives alone in a cave and hiding from his enemies in Lehman, the Lamanites. Oh,
0: uh, yeah.
1: And then this is exactly kind of what you talked about. It's so funny. The film opens with a sweeping aerial photography of the handsome, muscular, middle-aged Moroni as he <laughs> meditates in a gorgeous, natural location filled with trees, rocky vistas, and lush meadows. <laughs> I can
0: picture it. I don't need to see the movie. We're getting a good description. I'm getting visuals,
1: yeah. It's so good. The sequence goes on for some time, often focusing on Moroni's face as he appears lost in thought or contemplation about Uh, what we don't know.
0: I'm uncomfortable.
1: (laughs) Apparently, it's, like, super slow and long, and, yeah, it makes you uncomfortable. Like, it just... It goes on too long. Oh, no. (laughs) Um, Yeah. So then, it's, like, eventually... The film moves on to the Lamanites, whose king, Aaron, is played by Bill Zane. So this is where he plays the king of Lamanites. Oh, my God. Lives in much more comfort with his Native American subjects. So Aaron is a rather nasty fellow and so brutally mistreats one of his concubines, Bathsheba, who's played by Nora Dell. That she runs away. Far away, the injured jungle man collapses in the woods where she is discovered by Moroni, who takes her back to his cave to nurse her back to health. Ew! Um. Yeah, right? But naturally, when Bathsheba regains consciousness, she is terrified to find that she has lived that she is in the cave home of the Lamanites' most feared, hated enemy, the last surviving Nephite Moroni. But Moroni is gentle and kind, and she eventually realizes oh, to Of too
0: the Of course, the one white man is the good guy, the good hero, <laughs> yeah. and then the Lamanites with the brown skin are all evil and bad, and she has to run away from him.
1: Oh, God, barf. <laughs> I know, it's so bad. And then, I mean, even this film critic cracks me up. We know where things will go from here. But <laughs> the film spends half its running time on this slow-paced section, although it also allows the film to introduce the gold plates into the narrative. <laughs> yeah.
0: I want to see those gold plates so bad. But also how boring, too, because I'm sure this there's no um, sex scenes, because that mm. wouldn't be... So it's yes. just this weird, non-touchy romance.
1: <laughs> yeah, I, I really, I just want to see the movie because of that. Because it's it's rated PG-13. And oh. oh, a little spicy. It's so I'm like, so then it must have some, like, suggested behavior something to make it PG-13. <laughs> um, yeah, we'll see. Okay, so, quote, meanwhile, Bathsheba's sister... Mahagana, I don't know how to pronounce it, played by Karina Lombard, is determined to find her, leading a search group of King Aaron's, Aaron's followers, including his advisor Cohort, not Corahor, but
0: Cohort. not Korahor. <laughs> <Co-horts>,
1: not Korahor. <laughs> that is us, not us, not Corahors. Um, mm-hmm. Who's played by Eugene Brave Rock, who's who I mentioned before mm-hmm. in the Salt Lake Tribune article. Even though it appears that months have passed and Bathsheba's straw has gone cold now that she's hidden away in Moroni's cave. Eventually, the Lamanites and King Aaron do meet up with Moroni, and we get the movie's sole action scene near the film's end. Oh, okay. Mm. Yeah, and I'm just going to guess where this is going.
0: Yep. So basically,
1: like... Not much happens is what they're saying in its lovely landscape. And then it says once Moroni brings the injured Bathsheba home, we know they would inevitably fall in love, but the film bogs down and is slowly developing romance, plodding along without development either character for the first half of its running time. The film does have Moroni to reveal the secret golden plates and other documents in its keep in his keeping during that section, but Telling that story is dragged out over several scenes unnecessarily. In between, we get weird scenes. (laughs) We get weird scenes where Bathsheba teaches Moroni about how to live in the woods, which one would think he would already know. He's living in a cave. (laughs) He should already know
0: how to live in the
1: woods. (laughs) It's puzzling skills like shooting a rolling rock with a bow and arrow. Oh,
0: my God. I... That's so stupid. And it also sounds boring as fuck, I'm not going to lie. It sounds so boring. And, and it also, it like, it's, it's so racist in that it's it, it has that trope of the Native Americans can use a bow and arrow. And it's like, well, wouldn't you think that I would know how to do that, too? Exactly. It's uh, so stupid. I was just like. But he's I the laugh. poor gentle white boy that's just ripped and living in a cave
1: oh help me help me I'm white and <laughs> help,
0: have- help me I'm white and I have gold plates it's <laughs> <laughs> so
1: bad so problematic um, mm-hmm. and then it also says which is like no no surprise here the best performance comes from Billy Zane who plays Aaron um, mm-hmm. who actually injects the touch of humor into his villainous role although why he has a hint of an Irish accent is puzzling <laughs> Way to go, Billy. <laughs> oh, yeah. It's so funny. And then it also says apparently, like at other times the characters speak in an unspecified language, and there are subtitles before they suddenly switch to English. No. Apparently, it just happens at the start of several several scenes, and then the writing is just it says, quote, the wide writing is just weird like that, time and again.
0: Okay, so he spent time making up a fake <laughs>
1: language too.
0: <That's... laughs>
1: it's so bad. That's basically the, the review. And then the rating is <laughs> this person, Kate, I think, what was her name? Kate Marquis. Uh-huh. She gave it a one out of four.
0: <laughs> yes, Kate. Yes, Kate.
1: It's so bad. Like, <laughs> I just can't believe it actually exists. And I'm looking at the, um, oh, my God, it's called, so you know how there's, like, the name of the movie and then, like, a tagline? It's yes. Like, the Oath, a redeeming love, a transcending mission. Ew. It's just Ooh. so. <laughs> I hate I- it. I'm in shock, and then I wanted to look up, like, other reviews in general, like, you know, Rotten Tomatoes and stuff like that. So, on IMBD, it got a 3.6 out of 10.
0: Yeah, uh, yeah.
1: Not surprising. On Rotten Tomatoes, though, I was a little disappointed, because I was like, okay, hey, surely it got, like, below 10%, but it got 25% on Rotten Tomatoes, uh, which I think is still... a bit too high. <laughs> yeah, it's still bad. Like, really? <laughs> Um, and yeah, and it has its own, like, Wikipedia page, because I was, like, looking into it as well. It's, it's bad. Yeah. It's bad. I I, just uh, can't believe Billy Zane played, like, a big role in this movie. What? I know. What just happened?
0: I'm, I'm very surprised. I, I will say, I saw something that, I think it was on the ex Mormon subreddit, and it was about this. Darren Scott guy I guess he I guess he made a YouTube video where he was talking about how he was upset at the LDS church because the LDS church hadn't shown support for his film and he was like as a member of your religion I just really wish that I didn't watch the video but it The gist was that he was like, you should have promoted this and gotten this on a larger scale. And he was, like, calling out the Mormon church. (laughs) Like, he seems interesting, to say the least. (laughs) To say the
1: least. Like, I just want to go back to the point that this guy legit thinks that God told him, inspired him to create this movie so much that he went – I don't know if he went to debt. I'm assuming since he had to sell his house. Well, yeah. Like all kind of things to, to fund this movie that he thinks God inspired him to. Like, what? And no one it's... questioned it. And people read the script and were like, okay, that makes sense. I want to be part of this movie.
0: Like, mm-hmm. really? Like, yeah. Wouldn't you read through that and be like, I
1: don't know. Or, like, read about this guy and just be, like, so – he, because he's open about his – in his quotes and when people ask
0: yeah.
1: him, he's like, I was inspired by God to do this movie. And it's not just – he does say quite often – because I read a few other articles where he talks a lot and then there's quite a few quotes where he wants it to go beyond just, like, a religious movie or a Christian movie and that, you know, it's it's – for all audiences. And not just religious or Christian audience.
0: But it's boring. And doesn't make sense.
1: It's boring. you <laughs> have like this weird love story. Which I also read other reviews. That were saying. Like the chemistry between Moroni and Bathsheba. Is like really bad. Like he, obviously uh. the actors. Like the casting wasn't done well. Because well first of all it's like the guy who wrote, produced, and directed it is also like, I'm going to be the main actor as oh, well. I'm going to
0: be the lead, yep.
1: <laughs> um, and he has, like, apparently no chemistry at all, and so it's just cringe uh,
0: Yeah, and I, I think it's interesting when you said it's not just for Christians. I, I think it's interesting because it doesn't seem like Jesus was even really a part of this whole thing. <laughs> <That's> <laughs> so even a all. Christian watching it would be like, like, what the hell am I watching? And, like, this isn't historical, and I don't see anything in here about Jesus. This is just some made-up
1: guy. Exactly. <laughs> yep. Um, so, basically, I think over Christmas, we should all <laughs> go watch The Oath, but not pay money to see it.
0: <laughs> oh, I know. I'm just so curious, but I also don't want to... Watch it. I don't know. I, I, if any of you have seen it, will you please email us and tell oh, us your thoughts? <laughs> I,
1: I am dying to know. Um, and, it, and I do just want to like go back because I feel like, you know, the more I, I'm so a, such an anxious person that I always like rethink everything. Um, but I do want to say like, obviously when we're talking about the actors who were in this movie and the choice that they you know decided to participate in, if they're indigenous like, it's not a dig at all. Like, of course, yeah, I never yeah. understand that, and I don't pretend to. So I'm not saying, like, oh, I'm judging them for doing that. Not in the least. No. I just feel like, as the director, is this white guy, he could have put in a lot more effort to make sure, A, I mean, never create a movie that is historically inaccurate and racist and yeah. B, rewrites their history, but also... Exactly would just make more of an effort to, like, actually represent the characters in his movie. Yeah.
0: Yeah. The, the, the fault is on this director because yeah. he's choosing to make this movie that's a false history of yeah. Native American people. And so, yeah, it's not the actor's fault whatsoever. Yeah. It's oh. the director
1: and the writer. <laughs> Absolutely. Yeah. Nice. I just Oof. I just kind of, if I don't watch any of the movie, which I highly doubt I ever will, I just want to watch the scene where she teaches them how to, to, <laughs> to shoot a bow and arrow.
0: To live in the forest, even <laughs> though he's already living in a cave. <laughs> yes.
1: Yeah. So, like the biggest plot hole ever and the most obvious one, and no one caught it. Everyone's like, oh, that makes sense. Yeah. Let's keep oh. Going. oh, God.
0: It's kind of sad in a way that he spent ten years of his life doing this being Mm -hmm. thinking
1: he was called to do it
0: oh well
1: that my friends is what you call being in a cult and being white and thinking that god inspires you to write a movie yeah yeah you nailed it (laughs) anyways guys that's that's the topic this week go check it out go do go go down the rabbit hole there's so many great reviews that was just one that i found there's so many out there that makes me chuckle i read quite a few that i was like (laughs) eagling so much reading them
0: (laughs) I, i can't wait to go to go look around at those well thank you for today's episode and thank you all for listening and we'll be back next week well, bye-bye. bye-bye. bye-bye.